Welcome in to Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. I am your co-host, Tanner Sandell. And I'm Connor Hendrickson. We had a great episode today. Appreciate Tanner having me back in his home to have a guest on, Mr. Austin Gervais. We talked about a whole lot of stuff, made some corrections from the last episode, talked a little bit more about the classic as we're going to continue to do, you know, pretty much throughout the summer. Um, you know, talked a little bit about the hunt recap because that we had a great time at Tohe last weekend. Yeah, and then we also had an opportunity to um for the first time, introduce our new sponsor that we're excited about, um, Golf RX uh, in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Super excited to have them on board with us. Um, Seth Grissom, Ryan Smith, we can't thank you guys enough for seeing the vision that we have. Uh, and we cannot wait to continue to bring uh, really just the best that we can to, to our roost and, and just continue to represent our roost in the way that we have. Yeah, so whether you need lessons, custom club fitting, uh, club repair, go see the guys at Golf RX and Mount Juliet, and they will absolutely get you dialed in. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. We uh, really appreciate everybody's support, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, we're on to the next one. Enjoy the episode. Crack on. Rich, some guys like it quiet. Some guys like it loud. This is... You know, Gator needs to look like he needs some exercise, I don't know. Of course, the conditions now that he has to play the shot, test anyone. It's a great story. Welcome in to Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Episode two, I am your host, Connor Hendrickson. I'm your co-host, Tanner Sandell. Thank you to everybody who listened to episode one. I'm really excited to get this thing out on Spotify. A little trouble with Apple Apple Podcasts, but we'll get that figured out in due time. Um, yeah, just really excited to be back. You know, same spot as last time on Tanner's couch. Thank you for having me back. Always a pleasure to be here. Uh, this week, instead of the NLU Cup at Sweetens, we've got Tourist Sauce Season 6 in Oregon going on in the background. So, yeah, shout um, out to the boys. No offense to Sweetens, but you can't really compete with the Oregon coastline in, in terms of scenery. Yeah, beautiful. All right, so today, very special episode. First guest on the pod. Mr. Austin Gervais, we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. Shout out in the last episode, now he's on with us today. I mean, come on. You know, a true OG, if you will, with, with the club, played in the second uh, High Cotton Classic. I mean, we'll get into all that with him in, in just a few minutes. For but sure. um, really special episode today. It only took one episode, and we have a sponsor. We have a partner, and we're really excited about that. Shout out the guys at Golf RX and Mount Juliet. 
wanted to get in on the ground level of this thing. It was really important to them, and we couldn't be more excited to be bringing them on as a partner for not only the podcast, but the High Cotton Club in general. So these are guys that Tanner introduced me to, at least. I know a bunch of the guys in the club have already been going to them for a long time. But Tanner, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about them and uh, just really about this partnership? Yeah, super excited to be bringing uh, Seth and Ryan on with us. Um, You know, they just really saw the vision for what we're doing. Uh, Seth is a competitor, qualified in uh, the heater at Old Fort. And yeah, we're just excited to be able to provide that back to our guys. You know, whether it's lessons, fitting, getting your lies and lofts adjusted, grips, any of that stuff, those guys can can take good care of you. And like Connor alluded to, um, we already have several guys in the group that have gone to them and used them. Connor, you just used them the other day. Yeah, I just went and got my lies and lofts adjusted. And I haven't hit my clubs yet, but it's the first time in a long time that I've been excited just to go hit balls and just go hit my clubs, pull them out of the truck. And, um, you know, really happy that I'm now dialed in via Seth and, and Ryan at Golf RX headed into the barn burner so that I can fulfill my uh, trash talk that I threw down in the Discord. Yeah, and picking up your clubs the other day, uh, had a chance to maybe even get a little taste of something that just got briefly mentioned in Discord. Hopefully something we can do at Golf RX soon or in the future of a little Pebble Beach closest to the pin. No, all-in-one challenge uh, for the boys after hours. Yeah, all sorts of possibilities with the guys at Golf RX. Like you said, they just kind of see the vision and um, really amenable to what we want to do. And uh, I know that Seth mentioned Christmas party. So, you know, there's going to be all sorts of fun stuff that we're going to be doing with Golf RX. They're going to be sponsors at tournaments. Like I said, they're going to be the presenting sponsor for the podcast moving forward. Um, you know, the bag room in the Discord is now presented by Golf RX. That's right. You know, because if, if you need lessons, club fitting, club repair, Golf RX is the place, you know, a, a small local shop with experts that are going to get you dialed in and treat you right. I mean, what else are you, what else do you need? Yeah. And they can back it up too. I mean, Seth obviously can play Ryan. Every time I'm in there, he just starts striping them like every time. So they back it up too. Yeah. Seth by handicap is the best player in the high cotton True. club. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, a bunch of our events are net in nature, but He's a competitor either way, and he's going to be a dog when it comes down to whatever event he's playing in. Also got the text from Seth after we released the first pod uh, when we mentioned that we've got some guys that have taken offense to uh, the challenge that's been handed out to the High Cotton Club, and uh, Seth is going to take personal. Um, uh, yeah, he, he feels pretty personal about that as well, so we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, excited to have. I mean, we'll, we'll get a little bit into the hunt here in a few minutes, but – we have some dogs qualified for um, the showdown now, and I'm really excited about that event, you know, as we get more and more qualifiers ready to play in that coming up at the Legacy in July. So um, before we get into today's episode, want to talk a little bit about some stuff that we missed and make some corrections from the last episode. Shout out Double Bogey Dave. Quick story before we get into it. Double Bogey Dave last night, I was supposed to have the Roost Captains meeting and uh, I'm just running around, scrambling around, trying to get stuff done. And I finally log in like 7.04, 7.05. And I'm sitting there, I'm logged in, 7.11, 7.12 comes in. So I, I go to another screen, I send Dave an email. Hey, I'm sorry that I was late, but, you know, if you don't mind letting me in, you know, I know, don't know if you'll see this, so no worries if not, but I'll be here. 
And he emails me right back and says, it's next week. So I was not late. I was early. <laughs> and next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central, I will be ready to get everybody um, in the High Cotton Club dialed in. As your captain, I'll be ready f- to fulfill my duties. So um, funny story there. But he also pointed out after last week's episode, I appreciate him listening, that um, it is East Carolina University, not Eastern Carolina University. Mm. Shout out Robbie Fields, um, assistant women's coach and a member of our rules committee for the High Cotton Classic. We were talking about him and want to make that correction. Don't want any uh, pirates to be offended by any means. So shout out Double Bogey Dave and uh, East Carolina University. So um, we're also going to talk a little bit. I know that there were some questions about the the High Cotton Classic after last week's episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about that with Austin and Speaking of Austin, let's go ahead and introduce him. Let's bring the boy in right now. Super excited to have Austin Gervais with us today. As we mentioned earlier, Austin's like an OG too. Um, I can't think of a bigger supporter uh, of the roof so far. If somebody's posting about a jackpot or or getting out and playing, you can usually count on him to to answer pretty quickly and and be down. So Austin, thanks for joining us today. How are you feeling about being on here? Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see like where this goes and I'm pumped to be here and just happy to get dialed. Austin's showing up first, you know, first podcast that he's been on, correct? Oh yeah, first one. And just automatically starts helping us with technical equipment, which you love to see. I mean, we're not we're not pretending to be IT guys by any means. We're just here for the content. Yeah, we're just sitting here and I just looked at him like, yo, are you are you in IT? <laughs> like he's already <laughs> taking care of us. Just a bunch of guys in blue jeans trying to figure out a podcast. Yeah, a bunch of guys in blue jeans talking about a golf podcast. You love to see it. This is the High Cotton Club at its finest, and we're really excited to have Austin on, like Tanner said. So, Austin, for the the folks who don't know, you may be there listening to the pod and they're not a member. They just haven't had the great pleasure of meeting you yet. Where are you from? You're not from Nashville. No, no. Been I've been in Nashville since 2018, but born and raised in Southern California, and really didn't even pick up golf hardcore until I moved out here just dove right into it head over heels and got obsessed is that because of the accessibility of golf in Southern California or just wasn't what your attention and mindset was focused on uh it's hard to say like Southern California it's got tons of golf courses but it's also got tons of people so tea, like I talk to my buddies there now and tea times are hard to come by hard to come by but um, yeah, golf, it was always kind of, it was one of those things when you were younger and those things that are pushed on you from grandparents, parents, whatever, you don't really want to do it because you're being told to. And then it was like, once you discover it for yourself, you're like, oh, this is, this is where I want to be. So it was definitely something like that. And like, I'll never forget when I moved out here, I convinced my roommate to go buy a set of Walmart golf clubs to come golfing with me because I had no one to so it was just like, okay, we're going to go buy these $100 Wilson golf clubs and we're both just going to learn to golf. And it ended up turning out great and just led me where I am here now. Sick, man. Uh, let me ask you this. I, I mentioned being at the events, like from just from your perspective, being involved with the club and um, playing in the classic. I mean, what, what is that? How, how have you enjoyed it so far? Obviously, you keep coming back, but what are some things that draw you to it? Oh man, it's definitely like what's what's better than getting competitive with the boys? Like 
And how did you how did you come across the classic in the first place? So big fan of Random Golf Club and got involved with they what they have. They had a meetup out here in Nashville and ended up going to that, meeting a lot of great people. Ended up actually playing the round with Eric Anders Lang, which was dope. But um yeah, started following Random Golf Club Nashville and they reposted some posts by whatever this thing is high cotton classic. And I was like, I was like, what is this match play this and that? And then immediately just DM Connor and was like, how do I get into this? And he was like, well, we actually kicked this off like tomorrow. I think I can find a spot for you. And I was like, say no more. <laughs> you love to hear that, man. Oh, it was great. And like, don't get me wrong. I've never played competitive golf. I didn't play it in high school or college or anything like that. And Showing up to the High Cotton Classic was my first round of like, quote unquote, competitive golf. But I put way too much pressure on myself. I was like, oh, I'm going to hit all the shots. I've got this, like, just determination. And it was like 101 how to implode. Well, you show up, like you said, you sign up like last night before we're actually kicking the thing off with our Calcutta. And you show up to the Calcutta, and it was fantastic. It was it was just great to have such strong involvement from the very beginning, and, and you've been a strong supporter um, ever since, and we just really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and just like I said, no doubts and no regrets, and happy to be here, and I I am pumped for the next edition start. I'm, I'm sitting here itching, waiting for it. But... um. Yeah, and this uh, the High Cotton Club now, now that that's a thing, it's definitely scratching my itch and allowing like all of us here and Bruce members, whatever, and the, everybody in the Discord to get together and play week in, week out if we want to. Yeah, man, you know, talking to you makes me want to already kind of thinking about the next segment, and I want to be one of the first to congratulate you for being one of our uh, next qualifiers from the hunt. We're, we're getting ready to go into the hunt recap here, but... Man, congratulations. Shout out to Austin Gervais for being one of our qualifiers from that event. And uh, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that round between all of us and all of our perspectives from that round. But uh, congratulations to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely wanted to get that qualifying spot in. I wanted to get that. Um, I th- What? Who said it? Jacob Beers earned, not bought. I wanted to get that earned spot in. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the easiest day. Wind was definitely blowing. It was a little chilly. And um, Senior Hefe right here, Connor, was doing his damnedest to try and not let me get that qualifying spot. But, you know, I like to think cooler heads prevailed that day. Um, no blind wolves from me. Uh, played it pretty strategically. Didn't shoot the round of my life, but ended up taking the W. Yeah, cooler heads de- definitely did prevail that day because I was ready to walk off the golf course at multiple points throughout the day. And so, um, I mean, yeah, congratulations. Without a doubt, you deserved it that day. You played the best golf in, in our group um, for the game. I think, what was the the stroke play in our group? It was a one-stroke difference between us, right? Oh, yeah. Connor actually took it on one stroke, on stroke play. But it doesn't matter when you're playing Wolf. I, I tried to chip at, chip in on the last hole from over a bunker, and to, to I think that that would have been enough with like all the junk that we were playing. That would have been to at least made it interesting. Yeah, definitely made it a bigger play in the in the side dots game with all the junk. 
Yeah, man, I, and I wouldn't tell you thank you for putting the pressure on me, a little $1 bet there on 18. That was nice, man. You we're all, gave we're me a all chance to prove on, you wrong. Oh, yeah, he did it, too. He, we're all sitting on 18, and I'm looking at Tanner with a, probably like a 70-foot putt downhill and to a front pin, and I tell him, a dollar says you don't get this past the pin and keep it on the green. And he proved me wrong, and it was probably his best putt of the day. Yeah, it's definitely um, one of my best putts of the days, uh, or the day, you know, going back to uh, talking to Stu uh, later this week, who played my round, shout out Stu and Beers and uh, Connor Starr. Uh, we were talking about just how horrendous and abysmal my putting was that day, actually. So I, I would say absolutely uh, one of the better putts of the day, but um, pretty cool to hear perspective from you guys playing together uh, in this event. Like I said, I got to play with a pretty good squad as well. Um, unfortunately, in my group, uh, it did take a pretty good score. We had another qualifier, um, uh, Mr. Stu. And uh, he, he was the low round guy uh, in my group. And then um, actually our Wolf qualifier from that was Mr. Jacob Beers. And that is the uh, previous High Cotton Classic champion. And uh, Beers was hot on the front, man. Um, he was hot. He came out, put the pressure on us. Right off the first tee, we have four balls in the fairway. And um, Beers is second to hit. And he throws it. I hear him holler with the ball in the air to go in. Um, and he, he throws it up to uh, two feet there. And uh, with Beers being my partner on the first hole, it was really nice because uh, both of our partners, uh, Stu and Connor Starr, knocked it in the creek there. So uh, really nice for him. And um, I'm not going to spoil what happened with that putt for Beers. He can tell you guys after this pot if he made it or missed it. But uh, it was a nice approach shot for sure. Sounds like you missed it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll let him speak on that. But, uh, I, I mean, he can speak on whatever he wants to with my golf game because he beat me in that first High Cotton Classic Championship. And so nothing but respect for the competitor that he is. And, uh, yeah, well-deserved earned qualifying spot from him and Mr. John Stewart, like you said, qualifying. Um, also qualifying, earning a spot is Mr. Walt Draper and Mr. Drew Floyd. I'm looking forward to finding a time to get both of those guys on the pod. Uh, Mr. Drew Floyd, I've played with him almost every round up to this point as the high cotton club and um, it was great to have walt out and this past weekend at the hunt and i've been texting with him back and forth a little bit just a really good guy so in on on what we're doing in our mission um, and excited to have him playing in all of our events and, and moving forward so austin i want to ask you a little bit about the round and your mindset moving into that round because i talked a little bit about it beforehand that I was going to go blind wolf every time. And I think I did go blind wolf every time and I regret going blind wolf every time. Um, but you needed that qualifying spot. You wanted it bad. Definitely, definitely did. And I'm glad you asked me about my mindset before the round. Cause I was actually going in with a fair amount of confidence from a little jackpot we put together at the legacy right before that. Uh, Connor drew myself and Stu get out there. And we ended up playing a nice little game of Vegas and it, it, it escalated quickly for Connor and Drew. And I just like to think that I live to take Connor's money at this point. That's a lot of confidence. 
Um, that's a lot of confidence coming. I mean, I got my clothes in the truck. I got stuff to do this afternoon, but we can go figure something out after this podcast. If that's really how strong you feel about it. I don't know if you heard me talking earlier. I just got my lies and lofts adjusted. So, uh, my three iron was a four iron and now I'm ready to go take all your money. So that jackpot that we had the legacy, if I had had an extra five, 10 yards on that three iron, that might've been a completely different day. You remember that uh, that shot into the par five on number seven that came up just short I do in the bunker. In the, grass, yep. in the grass bunker, right? Yep, in the grass bunker. If that three iron is a true three iron, I might have hold it. I mean, who knows? That's, who knows? Who knows? Who I knows? mean, it's just one of those things. Um, I mean, maybe I have to go look into getting my lofts jacked up, getting some yardage. But, I um, didn't get my lofts jacked up. <laughs> I'm not Bryson over here. I got them put to stock. And I already have, you know, shafts that weigh as much as telephone poles. So it's, you hit the ball <laughs> miles past me. It's not an issue of clubs for you. You know, you've proven in some stroke play and game formats that you got what it takes. But um, let's see what that classic talking about, homeboy. No, it, and it definitely falls back to what I said about the classic and going into the hunt. I just, I was there to have fun. I was there strictly vibes with the boys and... You know, it's just that's I've found out that's the way my game thrives best when I start to put pressure on myself to perform is when it doesn't work out. So I always try to keep it light and just enjoy the round as it comes. Let's talk about Condities a little bit. Uh, less than ideal again. Um, I, I can't wait till we have a, um, a review or a recap where we're not talking about the difficult Condities. But I mean, part of you got to love it a little bit as well. Um, pretty windy out there. Started out a little chilly, uh, again, uh, pretty wet. Talk to me a little bit about the conditions. Talk to me a little bit about the golf course. I want to hear Connor and I had a pretty good discussion on the way home, uh, talking about the track a little bit. Uh, I personally really enjoyed the track, um, regardless how I played. Um, I felt like it fit my eye. I felt like I drove the ball relatively well most of the day. What'd you feel about the track? I... I do like Tohi, and I've played it quite a few times since even back when it was, I think it was Kings Creek. And the track it's I It's got to be Kings Creek because it's all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's, Kings it's, Creek is literally across it like seven or yeah, eight times on, a on bunch two of times. holes, you know? And it's, I'm just thankful they fixed up some of the bridges there, and it's just much more playable than it used to be. But I like the track. There's nothing wrong with it, and it was... It's a great place to have a great time. Um, Condities, like, there's nothing better than the downwind holes when you just get to let loose. But after making the turn, long par three into the wind, long par four into the wind, long par four into the wind, I just had a feeling that was going to be the hardest part, and it didn't let me down. Is that number, uh, that the second par four right there on the back, um, I guess that would be uh, 12? You crossed the kind of an elevated creek with some rocks there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dog, hard dog leg right. right. That that was my look. It was uh, it was okay. straight. It was straight two balls, double cross left into the into the sticks, and that was that was I think the only hole in our group where the lone wolf, who was Jeff at the time, prevailed, and Jeff was the closest runner up to me in points at that time. So it was definitely concerning. So was it your tee? Was it your box? Um, 
was no, Jeff's it was box. Jeff's box okay. because he was Lone Wolf. But I mean, That's right, I, you I, said that. I want to I want to put in a performance with my group. I mean, there's three of us, but like, I I think I remembered just all of us really struggling on that hold with just the wind in our face, and it was it was definitely starting to get high pressure at that. Point. Yeah, man. That I think that was the sneakiest wind there. Um, I, I, everybody in our group's in the fairway. First two guys go and knock it pretty much in the water. Actually, uh, so first guy knocks it in the water, beers. Um, and then Connor Starr goes Shout next. He, yeah, uh, Connor Starr goes next and hits the same rocks, but it keeps it in. Actually, the oh rocks yeah, do. I remember so, you guys telling us this. Yeah, on and so uh, Stu and I are partners there. Both of us took chose to take less than off of that tee. Um, right in the middle, we've had about. 112 there um and there was there was some sneaky wind up there i didn't i didn't believe them and so i stuck with the club i think i chose to hit a 56 there um knowing that a full swing would have some spin landed about pin high it was a front pin front left i was just trying to throw it kind of in the middle of the green um landed it uh probably pin high just on the right side and it spun spun back uh, all the way off the green got lodged on the the nice rocks there in front but definitely more wind up there than i thought if i had gone back i i'd probably prefer to hit a little wind cheater or the pitching wedge maybe throw it up there i don't know but sneaky wind there definitely definitely like if i'm going back to that tee shot i'm i'm hitting a low two irons right i know that both of you guys like the golf course and i i don't dislike the golf course i just felt disoriented all day I don't know. I, I mentioned this to Tanner before, but do you feel that out there? I feel like once I got out there, number one, you know, straight away from the clubhouse, cool, pretty straightforward. Number two, I really like the look of that par three. I think the green complex is awesome. And then as soon as we get to number three, and I'm kind of like blocked out with my sight line on the right, I just felt disoriented. And like I was looking around, like I don't really know where to hit it. And I didn't feel like I really got back into a place where I was comfortable on the front nine until number nine and what I almost drove the green and then number 18 felt the same way played 18 fairly well once I got more comfortable but I just didn't feel like I was comfortable all day do you experience that out there on the golf course at all um I I guess in a way because you had never seen the course before correct yeah so I mean there's definitely that when you've never seen the course before and you you don't know where you're going and people are telling you where to hit it but and you just have to trust that um it definitely gets a little more difficult but having been there a couple of times i mean obviously i was at the advantage at that point just being a little bit more comfortable but um yeah i mean it does do a little weird zigzag pattern that i think it's the third hole is that par five with that really blind shot with that mound off to your right. It's and a lot more open on the it right. It is than so you think. open over there. Yeah. And you just think you're going to be dead if you hit it anywhere over to the right. But there's tons of room. And I lined up on that like tree line on the left and hit it in that tree line on the left instead of hitting the draw. And like, I'm not blaming the golf course for my play at all. Like you said, and it wasn't even the golf holes. Some of the holes really fit my eye. And I like the golf holes a lot. The greens were in spectacular condition, especially for the time of year. Um, I think a lot of the green complexes, but like you said, the property kind of zigzags in what they're now building homes and townhomes, whatever they're building. But um, yeah, as far as just like geographically, I felt dazed and confused, like you said, but you did a great job kind of chauffeuring me around since I hadn't seen the golf course and the staff there couldn't have been more hospitable and amenable to us. Um, 
you know, Brian Gordon getting us dialed in um, leading up to the event. And then Miss Susie was just a gym um, all morning and, and afternoon for us. Mitch crushing it with the boys outside, getting us dialed in with the carts. And then uh, Chris, you know, assistant pro, making sure that we had everything that we need, just keeping us dialed in from, you know, from the very beginning. So really appreciate all the folks at Tohi. And if you're in the area and can play the golf course, I definitely recommend that you go play it. I would like to play it again. I'm not going to go play it if I have something to lose. <laughs> Anything to get Connor away from the legacy is is an advantage. Yeah, you talked about that last time, right? That you didn't you didn't feel like anybody would want you there at the legacy after your your track record there. I guess um, I don't know. I've never been a sandbagger. Sometimes it just happens when it happens, and then you know most of the times it doesn't happen, but. A few times it's happened, and when it has happened, it's happened at the Legacy. So uh, I hope to play more at the Legacy. Obviously, the showdown's there. So I've already qualified, qualified in my first event this year. And so we'll see what happens in that net event. My I just got a handicap revision. I'm now – I'm getting closer to a four again after that 69 brought me down a full stroke. So I think four and a half, five is about where I belong with my golf game. Uh, we'll see where I shake out here in the next few weeks if I can't get some more rounds in before the classic begins. Yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to start playing golf and sweat and be in the type of weather where it's gonna actually make me sweat and you get to stay loose in between swings. That's gonna be Yeah, definitely a good time of year and, and looking forward to that. Let me ask you this as we're wrapping up the recap here. Um any and, and I'll probably start with, with one telling on myself a little bit, but uh, any interesting stories from the day or anything like that go down? I know uh, my group couldn't wait for me to tell this, and I wanted to be one of the first people to admit this uh, before it got out there. But, yes, I did have uh, a couple of tough holes out there and a tough stretch there on the back. Um, but what really got that kicked off for me was uh, uh, we had uh, one of the par threes on the back. All, most of those were a pretty good distance, and uh, – I told myself I was going to hold this, I, I think I had a seven iron in my hand up against the wind and, and just try to get it there after seeing a couple of uh, shots that missed the green before me. But uh, I, I don't swing too, too hard typically. And this one I tried to get all over and uh, quite literally swung out of my shoes and hit it about four inches in front of me and then kicked it down with a girthy uh, divot right in front of me where I was. I, I have no idea how much sand I had to put in there after that, but, um, I hit it down, not even to the ladies tee box for, unfortunately for me, uh, but par for the course for the day as, uh, the final grouping is rolling up on us. But, uh, walked down there probably to the ladies tees, pull my eight iron out. I didn't even have to go back to the bag, uh, to get another club. That's how bad it was. Uh, pull my eight iron out, hit it up there. Um, so that was the first one for the boys. The next one, immediately after par five, we have two par fives in a row right there, which I actually do really like. Um, it's now my tee, again, ready to hop all over one. Been driving the ball well all day. Um, and skip it across the water, uh, like like uh, like at the par three contest at Augusta. So uh, that was good. That was great. I had no idea where the ball was. I was looking everywhere. Purely intentional, right? At, Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> I was looking for that ball everywhere. The group's laughing at me because now two holes in a row, I can't get off the box. Fortunately, this one knocks it back out in the fairway and gives me a chance on that hole. But, uh, yeah, definitely not ideal. And I uh, wanted to tell myself before uh, that got out there, um, you know, 
unfortunate. But how about y'all? What I mean, about your group? You're definitely not alone. On 18, it was my box, Wolf. And thankfully, at that point, I had enough of a points lead to not be too stressed. But um, I was just, coming. Just, just cold topped it. Cold topped it. I, I'm not even sure if it got past the red tees. Um, boys might have the seen. They, they might have seen something they shouldn't have. But um, so yeah. So on 18, I went driver, driver off the deck, uh, wedge into <laughs> into that hole. But uh, thankfully, was strategic enough in just picking the right partner to walk up the win. Yeah, well, it was funny on 18. Really, I didn't. We didn't think that I was the closest to you. We thought that Jeff was, and so you picked Jeff to make sure that he couldn't beat you. And then all of a sudden it became my mission to figure out a way to be you. Yeah. So, yeah, I missed my drive, I don't know, two and a half golf courses to the left. <laughs> and then just, like, try to nuke a three iron into the green and unsuccessfully do that. So I'm, you know, what, 20 yards high shot over a bunker to a flag that's going away from me, and I land in the back of the cup. Almost makes it. And it bounces out. And after that, it didn't really matter because he had locked everything up. But that was a whole lot of fun. Um, The one thing that I will probably stick out to me the most about that round is, like you guys said, all the bridges. But um, that little stretch in the back, that kind of corner that could be so good for a derby, but smells like high heaven. Oh, my God. I can't imagine a hot July or August. I'm with you. I can't wait to play in shorts and sweat and be warmed up in between shots. I wouldn't want to be in that section of the golf course on a day like that. No, definitely not. And that that wind wasn't doing us any favors either. No, straight into us. Um, but really, again, had a great time out at Toei. Um, our largest event, single-day event yet. Um, thank you to everybody who came out. Had some great pizza from Viking Pizza. And uh, just excited to one day go back to Toei. But until then, we're on to the next one. Next one being the Calcutta at the Rudder. We're really looking forward to this. Uh, Saturday of the Masters was that like April seventh, sixth. We're gonna be doing that. No, 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 no. no I don't Wednesday. listen to me. I don't no, know. No, the sixth is about. Wednesday, so it'll be uh, April 9th. I got the sixth on my mind. So I'm heading out to Sweetens on the sixth. Tanner oh, yeah, was supposed right. to be there. Yeah, can't make it for a sixth couple is reasons. on my mind. Don't listen to me. No, all good. Yeah, so April 9th, we're gonna be doing the Calcutta at the Rudder at Anchor High. And speaking of the cal- or the rudder at Anchor High, very excited that you know Patrick Patton and the folks over at the rudder are going to also be joining the High Cotton Club as a sponsor. Patrick has already been crushing everything that he's been touching as far as our you know artwork with the scorecards and everything goes. Um, but really excited, you know, the rudder is, was our host of the end of year party last year for the last classic. And so excited to kind of formally partner up with them. Um, if, if you aren't familiar with the rudder at Anchor High, right on Old Hickory Lake um, in between, you know, Madison and Hendersonville, right on the Madison side of Hendersonville. Great place. Eat, drink. Um, and now that the weather's warming up, you can eat outside by the water. It's really great to, you know, whether you, you know, during the week have some time to get lunch outside or you're taking your special someone out to dinner and you just want somewhere a little different, somewhere maybe a little bit romantic, get some drinks flowing, whatever you got feeling. Um, great food there as well. So make sure you visit the Rudder at Anchor High and uh, look forward to the Calcutta coming up on April 9th there. 
If you haven't signed up for the High Cotton Classic, send your gin to or World Handicap System number if you are a grant user to highcottoncattle at gmail.com. That's all you have to do to sign up. Um, we're going. I've already sent out some emails about um, details and looking forward to getting some more guys um, officially signed up and their spots locked in as the deadline is approaching. The deadline was going to be this Sunday. That would be uh, March 27th, but we're going to go ahead and extend it a week to April 3rd. We're going to go ahead and give everybody an extra week to pay up. Just want to go ahead and get paid up so that we can get everything ordered as far as player gifts go. Um, I know that last time we had issues getting player gifts to everybody, and I want to do my best to avoid that this time. So we have different distributors. We're working with different folks to make sure that everything is, is dialed in on our end. As soon as I get the money, because I don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to uh, order gifts for 64 players. Sorry, folks. Um, but as soon as we get everybody's money, I'll get those gifts ordered, and we'll get them to everybody just as soon as we do get them. Speaking of getting those payments in, uh, certified hitter Jacob Beers will be hot on your tail if you don't get that in. So uh, shout out to Beers again. And, uh, yeah, get that in so we can – some special stuff in store for you for uh, for the uh, for the Classic. And uh, looking forward to getting that stuff out to you guys. Definitely. And, like, so after the, after the Calcutta, what's our next play event? So the Calcutta start is on that Saturday, and then on Monday, play of the Classic will begin. So the first round will begin, and then that's what if the 11th, um, and then that Saturday, the 16th, is the barn burner, barn burner, excuse me, at Kenny Perry's, which I'm just fired up about. We're gonna have Marty share uh, GM up at Kenny Perry's on next week to talk a little bit about Kenny Perry's, tell some great stories from that place. I'm sure. I've, I've spent a lot of time up there, and I don't know all the stories, so I'm sure there's going to be some great stories, and just super excited to hear um, him tell us a little bit more about the facility and get these guys excited and get them signed up. Yeah, I know we've got, uh, we've got a number of guys signed up for the barn burner. Um, naturally, we're going to have some guys that are signed up for the barn burner, but may um may not be in the classic and vice versa you know how cool would it be if there were any guys from the classic that weren't already playing in the barn burner to play their match that day yeah i was just thinking and, that. and then stick around for the for the shootout that would be pretty sick so we actually um it's kind of impossible because of the format of the barn burner there's no way to play a one head-to-head match we're doing team alternating formats are you talking about just outside on their own? If oh, not, oh, if they're not playing in the yeah. barn burner, okay. Well, if they're not playing in the barn burner, well, they should be in the barn burner. They should schedule their match on a different day. Come on now, <laughs> we we need we need participants in both. Let's I mean, get that's, this that's fair. this that's bill fair. jacked up. I mean, what was it like two weeks ago? Now Connor calls me out of nowhere. He's like, "How if a green was gonna float on water? How big do you think it needs to be?" I was, like, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's. And I just automatically go back, well, if it's a 50-yard shot, I mean, half of my shots don't land on a 20 by 20 blanket. So, I mean, if we're going to make it even feasible, I mean, we were thinking maybe 12 by 12 and a little shorter of a shot or something like that. But I was like, we're going to need pool noodles up the wazoo, and we're going to need some pen and paper to get down a design. 
So we went down a wormhole looking up, you know, PGA Tour average from this distance and that distance and looking up how much weight one pool noodle can hold and all this and all that. And so construction begins this week. Um, looking forward to it. It's not going to take that long to actually build. I should be able to knock it out in just a couple of days and we'll do a test run. Uh, we'll see how far the shot's actually going to be, but I'm really excited to get some like kind of head-to-head stuff going on with that. I want... I bet you missed this, you know, going on. Like Absolutely. you kind of did at the, at the hunt with Tanner. Uh, I want stuff like that going on. But, you know, outside of that, obviously the 27-hole competition that we're going to have before that is going to be um, just really exciting. And, and if you haven't signed up for that, just go to our Instagram at the High Cotton Club or shoot us a message and uh, we'll get you dialed in. And speaking of Kentucky, we have the High Cotton Classic in Kentucky and Alabama coming up. We've pushed back the date in Alabama to after the Yellowhammer. Um, the Yellowhammer, speaking of which, um, we're waiting to hear back from Highland Park to get some final details dialed in. Um, was hoping to have those details dialed in before today's podcast, but stay tuned to all of our social media and, of course, next week po- next week's podcast, and we'll get all that stuff um, announced, make sure everybody's on the same page. But excited to be traveling down to Birmingham for our first event down in the state of Alabama. Until then, um, we're starting off the Kentucky High Cotton Classic bracket. The deadline is going to be April 8th. So if you haven't signed up, please sign up um, by, again, sending your gin or world handicap system number to highcottoncattle at gmail.com. Just indicate that you're looking to play in the state of Kentucky, and we'll get you squared away. Also, the High Cotton Classic for the state of Alabama is kicking off. We've moved the deadline back to April 25th, a couple days after the Yellowhammer, so that we can get some more guys involved, get some more guys interested, and make sure that we fill the field out as best we can. So if you have any questions or any interest um, about either one of those events, just send me an email at highcottoncattle at gmail.com. Reach out on Instagram. Send a smoke screen if it's a clear day, and I'll try to find you. All right, so... As far as um, events past that, um, we're going to be doing the dust up at Greystone. And so really excited to be heading down there. But a lot just in the month of April. It's going to be a busy month. We're going to do, you know, Calcutta with each individual state. Um, So just stay tuned, stay abreast. A lot going on in the month of April, but we're really excited about it. So now we have a segment that we left off with last week. We want to start with, you know, a question that we couldn't really get an answer to from Mr. John Stewart. Who is our in our dream foursome and where are we playing at? I still don't have an answer to this question after a week, so I'm going to let you guys take it first. Ooh, do you want that or do you want me? Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I'm curious, it I'm curious okay. to hear your. All right. So, and we I've been thinking about this for a little bit. Um, and we've talked to a couple of guys, you know, when we were at Golf RX the other day talking to Seth and Ryan about this segment, just that question in general, uh, we got a couple of opinions on on what they thought and some obvious answers. But um, So I would say Dream Foursome. Uh, I'm a big JT fan, so I'm going to put JT in there. Uh, and Bubba Watson. Um, looking at the players, the shot shaping from those guys, unreal. I want to Yeah, I you're not hitting the straight ball with those two all day. No. No, so I, I definitely want to have both of them in there. And, again, some obvious answers out there, um, but uh, I'm a big Gator, so I have to go with Billy Ho. 
I'm going with Billy Horschel uh, as the the third in there, and then of course myself. Uh, but we'd be playing that at uh, again. There's some obvious answers there, um, and so I kind of want to avoid the obvious and kind of think outside the box. So since I watched uh, the tourist sauce in Ireland, um, I've been astounded with this golf course, knowing that it's going to be the site of the 2026 Ryder Cup. Um, I'm going to go with Adair Manor, and uh, that would be uh, that'd be pretty sick. That 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 would be quite. I don't think. I don't think I went as kind of exclusive with my core selection. I just went straight off the point. In my opinion, wow factor and where I want to play, and like like you, I wanted to stay a little bit away from just like. Who's your dream force? Oh, Tiger, Michael Jordan. Like you know, like of course, of course they're in there, but um, yeah, I went with um, my grandpa Ed. Never got to play with him. Super into golf. He passed before I was in the middle. So got to throw him in there. That would be awesome. Um, not surprising. John Daly. Like, who? Like Matt. Could you imagine people around with John Daly? That, that's got to be awesome. But, um, and then to wrap it up, a gentleman who I'm friends with out here. His name is Chad Smith. He is the three-time national blind golf completely blind and he will break he has he has a coach and a little team that helped him and like it's just part of the game for him but the first time i played with him i watched him stick a green from 170 yards and you just don't like i ran up to him and was waving my hands i was like are you lying are you are you fooling with me man but he'll sit behind you on the range and he'll tell you what club you're hitting and how well you hit it and he'll be like oh that was your best four iron like you know hitting a four but this guy is just he's he's one of the boys like the first time he had me out for a round he had me out at Brentwood Country Club and took me like dinner after and we just got the chip for hours and it was he's a great but I would just love to see the reaction on everyone's faces in that group when he breaks the knee and he can't see anything it's crazy and then one last thing, wild card in my group, caddy for the group, Will Smith in character as Bagger Bay. That's that's an interesting twist. I like playing that. at Payne's Valley. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Payne's Valley. That's the golf course. Okay, interesting. Um, I I love I love both of your answers, but um, especially the the dynamic that you took bringing your buddy out just to wow everybody else. That's a cool dynamic. I like that a whole lot. Um, you know, the more that I think about this, the more that I think I'll probably just not go play golf this day. But, uh, you know, I can't, I can't really decide every golf memory that, you know, I've ever, I'll ever look back on with any fondness has my dad there. And so I want my dad to be in this group. Um, first of all, we're playing Augusta National. Y'all can See, talk. That, that y'all can was, talk about. That was the typical answer that I steered away from. Yeah, y'all can talk about typical answer this, typical answer that. Y'all can also go ahead and live your whole lives without playing Augusta National because me and the boys are gonna be teeing it up. Uh, <laughs> probably staying in Butler Cabin too. I mean, I mean, it's your fancy. You if I have one chance to play anywhere that I want, both of the courses that you guys mentioned, I can go play. I need to pay a bunch of money, but I, I I can go play them. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, Augusta National um, with Dad, he's probably getting ejected and 
we're gonna have to you know figure some things out with this golf game before we go but we're gonna go ahead and take um wow this is tough you know because i'm playing with him there i'm gonna take justin rose we have a great memory with justin rose at the masters um it was the only time that i've ever been to augusta national and we were the day was coming to an end we were getting ready to leave the property and i said let's just go ahead and walk over to 10 you know see see what's going on i want to you know check it out and so we walked over and this one guy we, i wanted to see where bubba had hit his shot from in the playoff that's right so we were down there and we see this one guy teeing off on 10 and we figure we'll wait and at least see who it is right there's not five ten people around us right now so we watched justin rose walk up so we go ahead and i mean how often do you have the opportunity to watch justin rose without anybody around so we go ahead and follow him through amen in the corner and you know a couple of the folks get a little more friendly with him and you know start chatting with him a little bit and he's talking back and me as a you know kid i, I was in college at the time but still a kid i'm just in awe right i'm just so um flabbergasted that I'm in front of Justin Rose. He was, at this time, world top 10. He was competing at Masters year in and year out. And he's about to go compete to try to win the Masters. And he's just chilling, talking to the boys, t telling us how far it was and what club he hit. So it would be really cool to go back around that place with him, um, I think, with my dad. And then I'll go ahead and play with Tiger. Like, y'all don't have to, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean – as far as golf goes, I, I remember as a kid wearing my matching TW hat with my dad. And, you know, when he would make a big putt, I'd throw my hat off or run around, yell outside the house that, you know, Tiger. So, to, you know, play with him. If I get one chance, yeah, I'll go ahead and take that opportunity. So if we're playing a, a game, we're, you know, we're doing one pro and one Joe. Uh, I don't <laughs> want both pros against me and Pops, but – yeah, that would be a pretty cool memory and, and, and who something. Are you taking, I, who are you playing with? You go pops and rose against you and Tiger. I'm not playing against Tiger. You're not playing against Tiger at Augusta National. <laughs> no, so yeah, sorry, pops, you're getting Justin Rose. I mean, I feel like that's the way it's got to be. Yeah, it's my fantasy. I'm playing with Tiger. So, some more questions that we have from our Q and A on Instagram. We'll do this every week, um, but we had uh, Mr. Jeff Marsh. Um, played with him at the hunt. He asked, how do we make bo less bogeys next time? We play when it's less windy. That would be my advice. What do you guys think? I mean, going from a personal standpoint, putting is still just something that I'm always going to feel the need to work on. Um, managed to drop a few bombs on Connor. Those are, but still just always grinding the short game. And I mean, yeah, wind, wind is no-brainer I think just find the fairway try to find the green um, I know once you get to the green you gotta you gotta make a putt like you said but um, if I look back on the day including myself seeing guys around the track uh, I didn't see a whole lot of guys in the fairway a lot so uh, that could be a key too definitely and then Walt Draper who we look forward to having on um, a future podcast after he qualified at the hunt Asked if we know the three formats coming up for the round or for the barn burner. And I say the roundup because we're doing a throwback shout out to our first kind of one day event 
um, pre-high cotton club with a bunch of the high cotton classic folks out at 12 stones. So we're going to be doing the front nine is going to be a scramble. So nice, easy kind of handshake into the day. And then we're going to play a uh, best ball. We're probably going to be doing that preferred drive. So both guys will hit off the tee and then um, play in from there. And then we're going to do an alt shot. Um, which will, again, probably be preferred ball um, just for pace of play sake. But, you know, kind of up in the air still. Um, but those will be the three formats, the preferred shot, you know, something that I'm always kind of last second on until I have to make a decision just because I like I like a little bit of suspense. I like to keep you guys on your toes. So um, look forward to the barn burner very much. Can't wait to get up to Kenny Perry's. And, again, we're going to have Mr. Marty share on next week's episode um, to just talk a little bit about um, Kenny Perry's and tell some great stories. Yeah, that format, that format's – I know some people love it. It's tricky for me because I go in and those first couple holes we're playing a scramble. And – then after that, we're no longer playing a scramble. So I got to get myself out of scramble mentality, which is hit it as far as I can, as hard as I can. But um, yeah, I mean, just got to stay present with that with that format and make sure you're focused on whatever format you're on at that time. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting format um, uh, and, and should see some pretty competitive scores out there that day. So looking forward to... Uh, the barn burner for sure. One last question here. Uh, this actually didn't come off of our Instagram. It came from uh, Clay Doty. Shout out my swag bro, Clay Doty. Um, but he asked uh, in bag room, in the Golf RX bag room, he asked everyone's preference to driving iron or hybrid. Uh, and so we, we were talking about that right before we started recording here. So we decided to go ahead and throw that in. So uh, I'm team driving iron. I went to, I went to uh, Mizuno Fly High um, a couple of years ago, transitioning from a hybrid. And I personally just like, um, you know, the workability, the shapeability, and the feel of a hybrid. I, I like hitting my irons. And so I like looking back down at an iron there as well. So I've since gone to the uh, TaylorMade Sim. And uh, again, shout out Seth Grissom. And, uh, and, and, and I love it. But what about you guys? Are you driving iron, hybrid? Oh, I'm I'm team driver. I I had a hybrid for a while, and that thing was just a left machine for me. Um, but driving iron, my personal one, I went with the strict two iron and got the shaft trimmed down about an inch, and it's just a bullet machine now. Just super consistent, and I don't think I'll move back away from a driving iron. I hear guys, older guys, talk a lot about, you know, one day you'll understand the hybrid. I pray that day never comes because I hate a hybrid. I cannot stand it. I don't want to look down at it. I don't want to hit it. I don't want anything to do with a hybrid. Um, I go driver, driver, three iron. So no driving iron in my bag. Um, but, you know, the, I, I would prefer the three iron to a three hybrid, four hybrid, um, anything like that. So definitely give me a long iron any day of the week. Random, random, but like, what do you feel about like seven? Because I I just haven't decided if I want to even try one, but like seven woods as opposed to whatever that yardage gap is in your bag. A but, club that I've wanted for a long time is a three wood with or a five wood with a three wood shaft in it. So kind of a four wood type deal. Um, but I think that the high launch with a little bit of distance from the three-wood shaft, that's something that I've looked forward to for a long time, and I just 
can't justify pulling the trigger on it. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a seven iron. I mean, I'm not spending money on my <laughs> all my clubs. Uh, but yeah, that was. I don't mind it. I think that obviously the LPGA players are a better comparison to our games than the PGA Tour players, and I see clubs like that in their bag. So at the end of the day, it's you know what works for you, and if something works for you and you can beat me with it, kudos to you. Sure. Next question. Are there? there more no i think that was uh i think that was our last question here um do you have any i mean no i think that's pretty much it for me i mean we covered the discord one and some of our instagram live ones so yeah shout out to discord also again we got a couple of different threads on this discord um Sportsbook again. We got the March Madness still going on. Uh, probably some upsets there. Um, and then I can't believe we missed out on the on the the Dell yeah, match I play. Think we're all just taking a nap. On that. Yeah, but I think we're gonna have a new certified hitter um, and uh, someone that's in the Discord that's gonna be head of Sportsbook. And uh, I think uh, Mr. Ben. All right, I'm gonna get it right this time. I met you Saturday. We follow each other on Instagram now. I'm gonna get it right. Circeo. Boom. Uh, but anyways, I think Ben Circeo is going to handle that for us, and so he's going to keep us dialed in and uh, and some more good stuff in sports books. So um, how, how are you doing in the uh, in the NCAA bracket? Oh, I didn't. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tread into those waters. Sorry, guys. I'm not a huge basketball keep, guy. So I, The huge basketball guys are the ones that win those brackets, though. Yeah, absolutely. But I was trying to keep my record nice and tidy right now. I'm sitting at 1-0 in the sports book. So, looking forward to the Masters and just putting in a good performance, making some good picks there. Yeah, always going to be something going on with the sports book. So, look forward to Mr. Sergio taking care of that for us, uh, making sure that we don't miss an easy opportunity like this uh, Austin match play going down in Austin, Texas. So, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week's pod. Again, thank you, Mr. Austin Gervais, for joining us this week. Um, as always, my co-host, Tanner Sandell. I am Connor Hendrickson, and that was Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Mm-hmm.